podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and today is the return of Jim Simonetti. Jim, how are you doing? I'm very well Paul, how are you? It's great to see you. Hi, thanks for having us on the show today. It's always an absolute pleasure to have you in here at a State of Mind studios Jim. There's always plenty to discuss. Uh, Upcoming game, Ross County, tomorrow, it's on the PPV, we've got the link, we'll be covering the game tomorrow. from the pre-match right through to the post-match, let's have a wee think about it. I don't think it's going to be an easy game by any any description. Ross County are doing okay; they're sitting fifth in the table. Good start. Uh-huh. And to be fair, I'm never that confident when I travel up there. I know it's never going to be a four or a five nothing. What's your thoughts this time round? It's a journey up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Even we went up there with various times to go and support Celtic as a and the fan base. It's a, it's a long it's a long haul up. There's no easy game, Paul. There's no such a thing this season as an easy game. We've got to approach every game uh, as it comes, uh, hopefully with no complacency accepted at all accepted at all within the team and the team mentality. So, uh, but I think Neil Neil will have them uh, on the right frame of mind. They'll be wanting to go after the break there. So, uh, I'm confident that Celtic can go up there and get a get a result. I, I think we will get a win. Uh, I do reckon it will be quite a, a tight affair. A big part of that shouldn't never be a part of it, but um, a big part of that concern really is the fact that Andrew Dallas is once again refereeing a Celtic game. He refereed the Dundee United game. He's going to be refereeing the St Mirren game coming up. And we asked the question after the Dundee United game um, if it was incompetence or unconscious bias. Uh, we had a whole podcast dedicated to that, Jim. Yeah. Does that come into your mind? Do you think that's a concern? Absolutely. If the viewers and the listeners watch the game tomorrow and where he gives the free kicks to Celtic, what areas of the park, what time in the game, I like to look at these things. And say, well, he's gave us a free kick there. Yeah. I think we mentioned in the previous show as well, Paul, uh, where the stats were um, X amount of Celtic, X amount of the opponents, mm-hmm. but it's where they get the free kicks and what area of the park. Um, but I do think, and hopefully he's listening, maybe maybe he tunes in to a, a Celtic state hey, of mind. It's surprising sometimes uh, who tunes in, John. Ab- abs- absolutely. Uh, and we'll go through some of the, the viewing figures as the show goes on, because it is quite surprising. But uh, if he's tuning in and uh, and he can look at uh, the Celtic players and say, I'm going to give them a fair crack of the whip today, granted, he will make mistakes. He will make mistakes, but he'll rectify his mistakes, hopefully. And he'll give decisions where uh, decisions uh, have to be made the correct way. 
what I would like to see, one of the big issues, and it was pointed out in real time, uh, it was pointed out in real time by Lawrence Conley that he was dreadful at lining up the wall on the free kicks. Aye. And I think what you'd like to see on something like that, Jim, is one of the players taking control of that situation, one of the Celtic players. And I know that Tom Boyd done it previously, actually counted out the steps and he was booked for his troubles. But I, I would be looking at Scott Brown for being in Dallas's ear from the first second, as Steve A. Mullen said the other day. He, he's got to be the captain. And I'm going to ask you for your lineup. I'm guessing he'll be in your lineup. He's certainly in yeah, mine. He he's got to be the captain. He's got to be in Dallas's ear from the first moment that they walk out onto that pitch, if you ask me. Paul, he'll be in his ear before they even walk out in the pitch. He'll be in his ear in the tunnel and he'll he'll be asking him and he'll be saying to him that we're looking for nothing today except honesty and a fair game from yourself, referee. We can't we can't ask for any more. You've got our total respect. Are you giving us that back? And are you going to be fair to us today in this game? Well, there are some comments coming through. We'll jump back and forward to the comments right. and then back to some of the points that we're going to cover. Uh, one of the, uh, first of all, Kevin Graham, thanks for getting involved, Kevin. You are our Monday guest and we're also working on a different <laughs> podcast entirely with you, uh, soon to be announced. But you're point- pointing out that John Beaton is the ref against St Mirren. Uh, so it's, you know, it's maybe not as bad, but yeah, it's still not great. But thanks for updating us on that. Uh, um, follower Celtic, good afternoon, lads. And welcome back to the show you're watching via Twitter and commenting on Periscope. So it's great to hear from you um, as well. Uh, we've also got Jess Clark, and I've heard this said a lot. As Mr. Seen says, if you're good enough, the referee should not matter. I think behind closed doors, Jockstein said a lot of different um, things about referees to his players, from what I understand from the players I've spoken to. Well, certainly to the players that I've spoken to, uh, and uh, that I've been fortunate uh, to be to be around, they knew, they knew that they weren't getting anything back in the day. I'm talking the sixties. Mm-hmm. They knew we need to get and win convincingly and play convincingly before we're going to get any decisions. I get. What what Jez is saying there, and um, yeah, you know, you should be able to overcome Ross County with what we've got, yeah, and we should be able to do it comfortably. Yeah. It's going to be difficult if they play a defensive game. It's a difficult away ground to go to. If that is then um, added to by a poor refereeing decision, then it does become an issue. And I think we've seen so many of them in the past. I'm not setting my stall out here early and focusing simply on the ref. There's plenty more to discuss. But I think in Scottish football, in this season of all seasons, if we're looking at the margins that we might uh, be comparing, when it comes down to the latter stages of the league campaign, then you've got to trust the officials. And at this moment in time, going by their performances, Jim, I think you've got to question the officials because the performances have been pretty poor. You look at, for example, the treatment of Eduard against Dundee United. Yeah. He was booted for yeah. the entire match. What happens? He's injured. Mm-hmm. So we go into European games without without a striker. So I think, um, yeah, I take your point on board, Jez, but it is definitely a point of discussion, the, the performance of some referees, and in particular um, Dallas, who I think is the worst we've got. Right, as you say, not to labour too much on the, on the referees, or maybe say, Paul, the officials. Mm-hmm. Because not just the referee, he's got his two linesmen there as well. But don't forget, there's a guy that's in the stand looking at him he's looking the, the his assessor is looking at every every game that that he does so they must go away with the report and have a look at it and say well at that part of the game you done this that part of the game you done that you made this decision here and that decision there so how can we improve in it how can we improve in you as a referee how can we improve in your honesty as a referee to have an unbiased Decision. Mm-hmm. A referee, there shouldn't be any biased decisions at all. At the highest level and every level below it. But there seems to be. There seems to be and it may continue. You and Stephen actually spoke about it yesterday. Talking away back in the 60s. Yeah. Let's go back to the 50s. Even the 40s. Well, there was even more biased even referees in the officialdom against Celtic Football Club. There was less scrutiny back then, wasn't there, Jim? 
Oh, you know, there was less it. games televised. Yeah. There was certainly less scrutiny in relation to any decisions that were being made Aye. back in those days. Um, but yeah, we, we now have the benefit of technology and it's good to scrutinise. It's good to scrutinise the team, the manager, uh, the board's performance and also the, the officials. I think it's fair game. Very you know, important part um, of the game. Very, very important this season. There's other subjects that we're going to be speaking yeah. about. Um, anybody that makes any valid points will certainly revisit them throughout the show as well. But um, interesting wee uh, comment from Ian Walsh. You're commenting on YouTube. Anybody who is watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. It's free charge and we, we put bullet, bulletins out every single day. In fact, I think you were looking, Jim, over the last month or so at the amount of bulletins we've put out. Let us know some of the figures I, over the last wee while. Well, uh, since the 31st of July, yeah, till today, 11th of September, uh, I'm calculating that's roughly around about 42 days, we've had 60 live broadcasts. So we've taken the viewing figures from uh, a podcast only, Paul, mm-hmm. in the month of, we're talking July, July, so, sorry, the end of June and July, to we had on the podcast roughly built up to about 110,000 listeners. Now, from the 31st of July to the 11th of September, we have... 260,000 viewers and listeners. Now, we're still to break that down, uh, which podcast and which listeners, but I think uh, the job uh, that you've done with your guests, guest speakers, the live bulletins going out, is fantastic. But here's the magic here. These figures are brilliant, but it's the people out there that's contributing to the show. So, there could be some people might have a couple of ideas on how we could better the show, because you're always looking for improvement. So one of the things that, that you and I discussed, that we would like to get a, more of the girls, more of the ladies involved as well, to go out and get their point of view across. So what we've done in the last couple of days, we've contacted uh, a few uh, uh, ladies uh, to consider where they would like to come on the show and even have their own show, their own show, because the girls are very, very important as well. Women's football, I love football. I love women's football, men's football. We've got a great ally at Jimmy Johnston Academy, Charitable Trust, and the, the Glasgow Women's Setup, where they helped us uh, with training facilities and we've helped them. So we all need each other uh, in this present present day and all the circumstances that surround us with the COVID etc but I would like to see the girls uh, coming on the show and presenting themselves across talking about Celtic I think that would be a wow I think that would be brilliant and it would the, the viewers would, would love uh, about a mixed um, opinions as well coming from them I think you're absolutely right, Jim. So hopefully we can put something in place over the next few weeks yeah. where we make that happen. Um, and as you say, the, the actual viewing figures and the audience that's been built up has been nothing short of astronomical, really, over the last month. And we're going to continue to build that. And we are hopefully giving people a platform to air their views as yeah. well. We know that 12.30 might not suit everybody. You can watch the uh, broadcast on YouTube thereafter. But if you want to get involved, we'll also change the times about a wee bit, Jim. We know that um, yep. there are busier times at night time and people are travelling home from work or maybe just getting home and they're maybe used to tuning into something else on the radio. If they want some more Celtic content, they can come along and listen to us. So that that's all in the pipeline. Brilliant. And it's always great to continue to keep an eye on how things are developing there. Left-backs. <laughs> now, we had one of the best home-grown left-backs in history of the club. I don't mind saying that. Sounds like a lofty thing to say. But we did have one in Kieran Tierney. Yeah. Now, Kieran um, replaced a fan's favourite in Emilio, who I think was a great servant to Celtic. I think that he had a bad injury, which he didn't fully recover from. You know, there was a there was an image of Emilio who was so sharp and bombing down that left-hand side that we didn't get the, the that in full effect after his injury, unfortunately. But uh, the left-back now is a point of discussion. 
probably in a big way due to Bolin Golly's antics where he has flown to Spain for reasons um, unknown by us. Yeah. And he's out the picture as a result of that. He's got a five-match ban. We're playing Greg Taylor, who was acquired from Kilmanic for over £2 million. I think Greg Taylor defensively is good, offensively could improve. But we definitely need another left-back, be that a first choice or a backup. And Ian Walsh, via YouTube, is shocked that we let Hickey leave Hearts. That boy would have been super in a 3-5-2 as a wing-back. Well, yeah, I think we've been big fans and big champions. They are on Hickey. Jim, but yeah. that was a move that, that kind of moved beyond Celtic's Absolutely. wage packet or wage left, structure. Yeah, he left yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that's him. Um, he's away. He left, uh, so he's over in Italy. And uh, good luck to him. But Celtic done everything they could to sign the lad. Um, couldn't match, but they're a club offered. And... I think he'll develop well over in Italy, and but he may come back. He may come back more of a polished, a polished gem, uh, and we may still see him in a Celtic jersey. Yeah, it's one of the ones, Jim. I, I do rate him. I think he would be uh, if he came into Celtic. He would be back up to what we already have. But when Bologna are offering what they offered them. There was no chance Celtic were going to be no signing chance. a player. No chance, Paul. With that that kind of uh, wage, no. if he wasn't going to be the you know one of the star men, which Hickey wouldn't be. But you know something, Paul. See if can, see, see if players uh, like him, like Aaron's away, and uh, other players when we're saying they're going to come back, uh, hopefully come back one day. But what are they going to come back to, Paul? Are they coming back to a Celtic Glasgow Celtic playing? In the Scottish Premier League, are they coming back to Celtic playing in a different playing field, whether it be in England or a European league? I think all these things... Uh... This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Are very exciting what, what's in front of us. I think it would be great uh, that we could build and have world-class players come into the fold, whatever platform we're playing on. But unfortunately, I don't see that within the, the, the Scottish Premiership. Well, I, I agree with that. I don't think long-term uh, Celtic's future will be in the Scottish League. Yeah. I also don't think the Scottish League will um, have the same kind of landscape uh, or the same amount of clubs in it uh, by the time we actually get through this uh, coronavirus, whenever that may be. We're all guessing at this moment in time. We're all hoping that it can come to a resolution yeah. sooner rather than later. But it keeps getting extended and extended. And I've seen the the, um, the outcome of that. I've seen the reaction to that on social media. People you know, can barely think um, about a, another lockdown, Jim, because it's obviously hit a lot of people hard. People that we know, it's hit a lot of people hard. And we don't want that to happen again. There's some brilliant points coming through. The, the issue of the left-back, um, you know, Daniel Church, 
um, yeah. announced yesterday, 20 years of age, after 13 years at the club that he's leaving, having never played a first-team game. Uh, he's a left-back, he's left the building, Balling Golly is no longer going to Roma, as far as we understand. Um, I've said in the past that we might be in a position yeah. where Balling Golly is the only option that we have once he's bands up. A lot of Celtic fans would never want to see him in a Celtic jersey again, Jim. It, it basically means we need we still need to bring a left back in. And the guys that have been mentioned so far, uh, when we look at um, uh, Barry Douglas, for example, he seems to, uh, the interest in him seems to have cooled. I'm sure there's others on that list, on the, on the scouting list yeah. that, that Neil Lennon's looking at. But it's definitely a, a position we need to, we need to strengthen in. It definitely is, Paul. But see, see, when, you, see when you look at that as well, that that lad's been there for that amount of time. I know, 13 years. 13 years. He's not made a first-team appearance. He's been at Celtic for longer than he's not. Yeah. In his lifetime. The, you, you know, that, that that's uh, that's quite sad and, and disappointment, but that, that could be down to various, various issues, various circumstances regarding the young player. Mm-hmm. Stephen Bronski... Rabina Mar and Spartacus, that's his name, three them Elgin City mm-hmm. that came for ourselves. Between them, they must have 450 senior games. Yeah. By playing with no disrespect to Elgin at this particular time, with in, in a lesser, a lesser a league and a lesser team, but the experience they're gaining. Mm-hmm. Omar has jumped up two leagues. Fantastic. He's now with Morton. But he's still got a long way to go at a young age of 22. Other players as well that we know of that's came through uh, our system that's that's playing professional football, but they're getting, getting game time. They're gaining experience. Granted, Celtic's a different level. But if that player, if that player was out having more professional games behind him mm-hmm. it would help him as well but without going over the old ground we discussed this with Danny Lennon and uh, and Graham Diamond last week regarding players in game time but that saddens me uh, 13 years and then you go but hopefully he's learnt he's learnt a lot at Celtic good he's, education he's, he's had a good education mm-hmm. he's uh, he's maybe not gained a game intelligence uh, as much as maybe he should have, but wherever he goes, I hopefully and sincerely uh, uh, wish that he gets he gets that and he gets himself a, a team. Do we know where he's away, Paul? He's not got a club at the moment, Jim. Right. Um, so he was just announcing that that was him on his way. He doesn't have a club. Another youngster at Celtic, Scott Robertson, signed for Gillingham yeah. for a, a season-long loan. We've seen right. him playing against Cluj, um, no, making his debut. Over, I thought he was pretty good, actually. Um, Aye, yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought well. it was uh, pretty good. By the way, I thought it was really nice you mentioned we Keen uh, as well, uh, the young laddie that we met in, in Cluj. He, he actually certainly, he certainly uh, brought a smile to my face. He did. I, I mean the, that that day. Guy. Oh, it was brilliant. He made an impression on all of us, Aye. Jim. And uh, we heard the sad story earlier yeah. this year that Kane McGinley obviously tragically lost his life. Yeah. His birthday the other day, and um, our thoughts are with his family and friends at this this difficult time. Good Celtic boy. Aye. So so just you bringing that back when we're over there in Cluj. I thought the young lad uh, done well that night, but uh, uh, we want to see the young players progressing as well. And maybe this is just an unfortunate year for them to to make make an impression. I think it will be because when you're looking at, right, we need a left back, even as fans and as supporters of the club, Jim, we never say, well, bring in a youngster. If you're looking for a striker, you know, it doesn't seem to be this season it's going to be an option where we can try and bleed in youth players. It's something that I support. I know you do. You're passionate about youth football. But it's almost as if this season of all seasons, there's too much at stake to try and bring in an untested young player. So you've got guys like um, Robertson going to Gillingham for a year and you've got other other young players like Daniel Church who are going to be uh, released entirely hopefully he does find another club with that kind of education he's still only 20 years of age you would hope that he does find a, a good level 
Mm-hmm. I hope he does, Paul. I hope he does. Now, there's some brilliant uh, comments coming through. Here's one for you, Jim. It's yep. quite a, a large one, so it will take up most of the screen. But Gary Doonan is saying via Facebook, Jim, you got slaughtered a couple of weeks ago because you suggested a player should be adapted uh, to play different positions. Yep. Why not? Tommy Boyd played every position across the defence. Yep. Jackie, every position across the defence and central midfield. My greatest ever game, 10 men won the league, three centre-backs, Shuggy, McAdam and Aitken, yep. all converted centre-backs. And Andy Lynch was left wing, um, who turned into a decent left-back. Yep. So, Jim, there's you've got a fan. Got you've, a also, fan. you've also got a fan on the phone. That's, that's, that's Sir Alex Ferguson Is trying to get me a game. I can't talk, Alex. <laughs> He's always <laughs> on that phone. My apologies. My phone was off and it's came on. Jim, if Alex Ferguson phoned you, it actually wouldn't surprise me because I, I know well, that he's know. in your phone book. But I know. Gary Doonan's... Um, well done, Gary. He's coming back. But you know something? G- Gary's right and I still stand by it. That, uh, any, well, you heard the uh, the guys last week as well. If, if you're short in a position, you've got to look at what you've got to who's going to go into that position. Mm-hmm. You've got to be versatile and uh, you've got to be able to adapt... You've got to adapt to go wherever you need to go on that field. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Tommy Gemmel was a right back. He was changed to left back. Danny McGrain was a right half. Aye. Became a world class fullback. So, yeah, anywhere. Chris Sutton. Chris Sutton. In most re- more recent times, Chris Sutton could play anywhere down the middle. You've Aye. seen him playing centre forward, centre mid, centre back. So, yeah. You've got a fan Jinky in Gary Jinky was one of the best defenders in the Celtic team. Maybe he, he, he maybe people go, what's he, what's he saying now? Well, Jinky was one of the best defenders. Jinky was, he was back, he was picking the ball up, he was defending. But the further up the park he was as well, if he was taking the kickings and they had to get organised, they're defending, they're attacking. They were clever. They were really clever players. They could play anywhere. Ah, it's very old. When we were doing... Um, uh, uh, the chart it says Bertie obviously we're putting a chart together here uh, for the lines mm-hmm. uh, it says uh, there's been lots of we'll put them in we'll put them here formation here formation it says forget all that formation stuff son forget the formation we played anywhere we played everywhere in the park you see that was at left back right back centre half as he called it or he called it left half right half right uh, centre mid up front we were everywhere. We were everywhere in the park. But you do need a recognised fullback. Mm-hmm. And we're short at the moment. So well done, Gary. So who have we got if you were to go to a four four two formation? Stephen's team yesterday and your team. Uh, I don't know if you get much response back from anybody else. But uh, the way out that at the moment for me is still to stay at the three five two formation, which I have got down for tomorrow's game, which as we say will come on to. But uh, Gary's done his homework there and uh, I don't mind getting slated that's alright that's okay well it happens from time to time people Aye. even make wee meme videos and put them out on social media uh, because you know people are watching a Celtic state of mind who don't support Celtic Jim right. so that's what happens that's alright um, Francie Dobelu welcome back you're watching on YouTube good afternoon gents I never looked at referees until recent times always thought we were always good enough to win nonetheless Maybe social media has brought it more to my attention. Listen, this is the thing. Social media gets a, a, a hard kind of rap from time to time, Jim. And yeah. I know that social media use needs to be um, monitored. It needs to be monitored in kids as well because, it, you know, it is a big player in terms of mental health issues because people um, are overusing it or you're taking a lot of things to, to heart. You said it doesn't bother you. A lot of people, you know, that word can be a killer, you know, um, of course it can. online. So, but on the flip side, it's a great tool. It's a brilliant tool. We get a lot of good um, information from the guys watching, guys and girls watching on, on Twitter, YouTube and Facebook. So social media is great. And it can highlight things. I mean, after that Dundee United game, Jim, there's loads of great clips looking at what Dallas was doing wrong. And it's fine to say two bookings per team, but if the two bookings for your, your Dundee United guys are happening in the last couple of minutes of a game to even it up, then, you know, somebody's at it. So I think I think social media, there's no hiding place on social media. Imagine there was mere social media back when Georgia Cadetti scored that goal at Ibrox. Oh, I know. Remember? I know. Uh, what, what, is the flag up? Is the flag down? 
oh, it's halfway in between, oh no, it's back up again. What was the decision for? Imagine the social media, imagine the cameras, Paul. I'm getting excited about that now, thinking about this. Oh, imagine the ca- all the different cameras, different angles, really. Come on, and we're talking about, we're just talking about Dallas just, just now. That's why I'm saying we go back all the way. Celtic are always the underdogs when it comes to officialdom and when it comes to officials on the park. Mm-hmm. But you can look into you can look into the referees, but do you know what you've got to do? You've got to go out there and you've got to surpass the decisions of the referees by winning by winning games and winning, winning them comfortably. Well, hopefully we'll do that tomorrow. We'll be um, on at least half an hour before the game. We'll have a, a pre-match, we'll have a post-match, half-time. We'll got be your here. guest polls all sorted? We've got them all lined up. Uh, Lawrence Conley, who is familiar to a lot of people watching a Celtic State of Mind, will be coming in uh, with a sidekick and we'll get uh, kicked off about half past two tomorrow. So Lovely. looking forward to that. Colin Watt is joining us on YouTube and uh, Colin says, one of the big differences this year is that the leagues in England and Scotland are starting at different times and the window is extended. We'd usually have our deals done, but look at Foster, told he can go. Yep, told he can go, and now he's not guaranteed the number one jersey for Southampton. Give so him back. I would have him back. I would bring him back in on one. Now, I'm not saying that. I know there's been some talk around Barkas, people looking at his stats, etc. I'm not writing him off, absolutely not. No. I mean, £5 million for a goalie. And um, he didn't have the best night against Ferenc Varos, I don't think, setting goal. Could have done a lot better with that. But um, would I bring Foster back? Yeah, I would on loan. I don't care that he didn't come first time round. I'd, I'd still bring him back. But I don't think he'd be my priority. My priority are, are full-backs, Jim. And, you know, I'd love to have someone who can play right and left in, in the attacking sense. That player that I've mentioned time and time again, Paddy Roberts, Again, I get stick for saying that. I think he's the ideal player for that position because he can play right and left, as can James Forrest. And we might be able to move El Yunusi more into a position probably that has been used a lot by Ryan Christie in the centre. He needs a performance, didn't he, Paul? He does. He needs a performance. I know it, we're, still, we're still early in the season. Uh, he, he, needs, he needs a good performance, uh, that young lad, he, he, to get to get his confidence and to get the fans saying, hey, he is no bad. Hey, he is a good player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at look at the way he's working as well, the work rate. I think if he gets a good performance under his belt, then he'll be he'll be fine. Would you bring Foster back? Yes. On loan? Yes. Yep. It's yeah, always no good hesitation. To, it's always good to have three goalkeepers, yep. isn't it? And no um, sentiments, Paul. No, he's, you just Full know sentiments. what he can do. You know, he won his League Cup yeah. last year and um, the, the performances against Lazio, various other performances. Um, he wins your points throughout the season. Game. Yeah, he wins your points, Jim. He wins your points. Uh, from Facebook, greetings from the Emerald Isle, Joe C. Well, welcome to the show, Joe. Yeah. And Paul Sav's telling us that uh, great show, lads. Watching live for the first time. Usually listen to the podcast on Spotify. Paul from Glasgow. Paul, it's great to have you on board. The good thing about being here whilst we're live is you can get involved. And what we were saying before, we know that uh, the time of six to eight is very busy in relation to people tuning in. So it'd be great to go out live at some point, Jim. Yeah. Probably the night before the Rangers game. I think that'd be a good idea. And um, actually, that would be quite interesting. We'll do a two-hour show, six to eight. But see, we've seen the guy there. He's on for the Emerald. The Emerald Isle of yes. Ireland, fantastic. Yeah. I've got down here in my notes as well, Paul. You uh, viewers Hong Kong, mm. right? You've actually got viewers in China, Holland, we're big in Japan, Sweden, Norway. You got some in Japan here as well, uh, Australia, New Zealand, USA. We've got we've got a few, but not not very many. So we've not conquered. Uh, the USA no, as, as yet. of yet but we'll need to look at it uh, in the UK obviously uh, uh, is big so there's a few countries in there with more more to come so if the word gets out to the expats as well at what we're doing then hopefully they all tune in because although they're, they're out of sight they're not out of mind all the Celtic supporters throughout the world 
No, you're right, and it would be great to hear from uh, all of these people from all over the world because um, it is interesting sometimes when you realise that you're number one in the the Vietnam charts and things Uh like that, Jim. I love all that, so brilliant. Colin Watt goes on to say, we will get the right players in, just will take a bit longer than usual this year. Once English teams know their 25-man squad, players become available for loan, which will interest us. Yeah, I think that's fair dues. Um, In the meantime, I, I would like to, and we'll come on to the Ross County game then, Jim, I'd like to start with three at the back and have the option of the two full-backs on the bench should we require them. So um, if you were lining up for tomorrow, if you were picking the team, Jim, um, how would you line up against Ross County? A 3-5-2. So I would have Barkas, Julian, right centre-back, Duffy, centre-back. I know that you made a wee comment yesterday, Paul, that you wouldn't just like to parachute him uh, straight in. Uh, but, uh, Stephen made a valid point yesterday as well. That's a different it's a different game for him now. Uh, it's more of an attacking game that he's used to. So both of you is good points there, but I've got him in. Uh, Ayer is my left centre back. Uh, Scott, uh, the captain, uh, a leader on the park, uh, centre mid. Uh, Christy to his left. Uh, Elanusi, a wide left. McGregor inside Brown and Forrest. And I would go with a Yeti and Eduardo up front. Did you say your, your back three is Julien, Duffy and Ayer? Yeah. Right, that's the exact same team as mine. Is it? For tomorrow, yeah. 3-5-2. There you go. That's how I would line up. And you've got the option of, you would definitely have El Hamid on the bench because he's brilliant. He, he can cover various positions. You would have Frimpong, you would have Taylor in case you need to go to a back four. Yeah. So yeah, players like Klamala, would, will we see... Maybe Rogic, an appearance for Rogic on the bench. Will we see an appearance for Griffiths? I'm hoping we're getting to that stage when they start to become contenders for the bench, Jim. You, listen, Paul, you want everyone that would be contenders. Mm-hmm. Let, as I said, the word I used there earlier on, let's know of any sentiments about what's happened here, what happened there. See if somebody can come in and do the job for you and they're busting that door down and they want to play. Then get them in. Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm like like we've never had commitment mm-hmm. attitude the games psychologically before they had that field to play what said in that dressing room the togetherness in that dressing room before they walk out in that field that's a major part of winning a game it really is the the intelligence the intelligence that's sent for your heart to, to your intellectual intelligence the two of them working together nothing's going to stop that team if you've got the heart heart intelligence you've got the physical a, a part about you you've got your intellectual intelligence you know the game you know where you should be and you want to win and you've got that winning attitude that's a strong strong force eh, eh, Paul so the guys that's the substitutes the guys that are in the pool are as important as the guys on the park because we need everybody, we need everybody wanting to play and wanting to be dedicated to Celtic's cause this season. You're right, and I think the one of the best players when it comes to having that mentality, Jim, is Scott Brown. Yeah, We've spoken about some issues that we have with certain referees, one of them being Andrew Dallas, who's officiating tomorrow's game. Brown's the boy that needs to be in his ear. Uh, from the very beginning needs to put pressure on him and I think uh, people have been looking at the performances of Brown so from Facebook hope the international break done Bruni some good the last couple of games he's been off the pace I've heard a lot of criticism of Scott Brown um, over the last few weeks Yeah, some of it I agree with mm-hmm. other bits you know I've picked him in my team uh, is there a midfielder that we have we've got Turnbull we've got Encham different styles of player than, than Brown what Brown gives you is something completely different um, I don't like saying he's going to be phased out because I still look upon him as being a very critical part of the squad. He's the captain. He's so influential. And you're going up there, you're maybe up against it with regards to the ref. You need Scott Brown in that but, team. But Paul, there's, ne- there's no harm in being phased. There's no harm in being looked at what you're capable of and what you're not capable of in, in, in the league and in, in the team set up. This league for this year. If you're phased, phased out for somebody to come in who's who's going to do a job 
as good as you or better than you at that particular time, then great with the understanding that this is this is what's happening and everybody's talking. Cool hand look, failure to communicate. Failure to communicate. And that's what happened. Yeah. If we communicate with our players and the players communicate with the coaching staff and everybody knows what everybody's doing and what job they're doing off the park and on the park, again, we're miles ahead. Jim, you've got a wee fan club developing here. Yeah. Um, we've got the gal, 1980. Good to see Jim back to complete the dream team. <laughs> so there you go. That's nice. Plenty of messages coming in for you, Jim. Uh, th- I hope I'm delighted you got the 20 quid I sent. <laughs> <laughs> right here we go this has been coming up quite a few times Matt McGee you're commenting on YouTube you should definitely get a phone in going that would be the next level That I mean it would be hugely hugely popular Paul, Paul, it would be very very busy that's right. for sure Paul I'm just going back to our figures right if you look at it since the 31st of July setting up a Covid hitters whatever knocked his back we've set up this a fantastic, I think, platform for yourself, for the guests that come on, and for the guests who are being involved by social media. Mm-hmm. This is our fifth week, Paul. It's only five weeks, yet it feels as if it's been forever. It feels as if we've been doing this forever. You've been doing it for three years. We've built up in the background uh, various various things for the Celtic supporters. Various things for Celtic. This is completely free to the Celtic supporters. We're fortunate everything that we've done here. Yeah, we we financed it all ourselves mm-hmm. for the Celtic supporters to have their own platform for them to put across their views to hopefully come on the show. So, what we've done in five weeks going for a podcast. Going to David Bowie, as David Bowie would say, sound and vision. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the sound's improving, the vision's improving, the comments are improving, the guests will certainly improve. There's room for improvement. And the answer to your question is yes, when the time is right, we will certainly do a phone in when it's right, when we've got everything else in place. But we're going through a level of various things at the moment to get where we want to get to and then we'll address that. But I think it would be great, a complete and utter first for a Celtic supporters to phone in and air their views. Great. We'll need a a few staff to man the phones, John. Aye, well, the things that's happening, uh, let's see what happens. Never say never. Never say never. Kevin Sell, you're commenting via YouTube. For everybody who's watching on YouTube, please subscribe to us. As Jim says there, everything we do is free of charge and it's for the Celtic supporters, so get involved. And Kevin says, we can't keep being happy with just enough to scrape through. When are we going to make a real effort to think ahead rather than just day to day? It's so frustrating. Kevin Kevin Selt. Kevin Selt. So he's looking at perhaps the the Celtic transfer um, situation where... We're already out of the Champions League and we've not finished crafting the squad for the season. It is difficult. I get that it is, is difficult. And the you know, the qualifiers come round very quickly, but we should be used to that by now. Aye. We've got to get used to it for the time being. We've got to get used to that for the time being. I, you know, see when I was younger, Paul. See when I was younger, I scraped by. We all scraped by. But uh, uh, everybody's the same, scrape by, scrape by. Then you learn that later on in life, that if you work and you're out there and you gain different things, you don't need to scrape by. You you learn not to scrape by. I know a lot of people still to this day scrape by, but I've been there, scrape by. I don't like it in football terms, scraping by. I think we should be ahead, way ahead in that. But unfortunately, I don't think we're scraping by. I think we are... We are working, uh, the chairman, uh, Peter uh, Lowell, is is working the best way that he thinks is right to balance the books as well and still to make us successful. And let, let's just see how that goes. 
Well, I think yeah, we're all in agreement that we do need uh, left back, right back, and and a, a winger, Paddy Roberts, preferably. Uh, but there's a few names Back coming in. Paddy Roberts again, you. You uh, know, another, you another like few names coming in, Jim. Um, Stephen Mullen, who was in yesterday, a good friend of a Celtic yep. state of mind, um, who's suggesting that Fabian Delph would be a good option for Celtic. You, you know the thing with regards to um, the teams that we look at down south as well, Jim, is they've got massive, they actually do have ma- massive squads and they've got youth teams that we've plucked players out the youth, right. not the youth, but you know, the development sides in the past who can step into a Celtic side. So there's plenty of players down there. It's just that um, at this moment in time, uh, availability you know, as uh, Colin was saying earlier, once we know what this, the the squads are going to be set up like, we right. will have the option to bring somebody in on loan. Um, and we can maybe start plucking some youth players from the English leagues in that respect as well. Some others have mentioned Darren G uh, watching on YouTube. Left back-wise, we have the American lad Gutman. I've been hearing he's doing well on loan. Is he more of a long-term project? I don't know what the... Situation would be with regards to his work permit, Jim, bringing him over here. He'd need to play games. Is he ready? Is he ready to play games? Uh, John McCauley's mentioning Jamie Robson from Dundee United. And again, I'm pretty sure there is quite a few names on that scouting list at this moment in time. Well, I hope so. Well, uh, there's got to be a few in there. But I'm I'm just thinking here, Paul, who's been, uh, I'll put it this way, who's been our darling football partner from down south let's say in the last six seven years Man City Man City Man City yeah there's They've definitely been a, a relationship partner, they? they have been uh, we've done well out of Man City they have uh, out of, out of, they're probably the top aren't they so I'm quite sure we've still got that uh, uh, avenue as well if there's players in there um, but uh, we'd like that to be wider we would like it to be wider, to be able to have a relationship with all these other clubs from down south and abroad. As you and I were saying as well, that Celtic have many friends uh, in football mm-hmm. for our players to go out and loan to. So I think that at the moment there might be about five or six out and loan from Celtic. Uh, I think you've got maybe a wee note of that. I don't know if you've got it on you, but I think we were discussing it yesterday. Yeah. We were, and the thing with that as well, Jim, with regards to the loan deals, is um, it's unfortunate that players like you know Daniel Church haven't uh, gone out and loan, played a few games, come back. There's there's going to be players as well that just weren't up to the the level. They maybe haven't developed um, as we thought they would. But again, a lot of that's down to the way that the Scottish football is made up. We don't have the reserve league. We keep talking about it on the the podcast. Yeah, uh, development players may stop developing because they're not playing against the um, seasoned pros so we've got all of that to consider and in the meantime you know we've developed a young man there Daniel Church for 13 years hopefully the development holds him in good stead but he's never played a game for Celtic and there's a lot of players like that leaving interestingly enough and you know sometimes we hear things on the grapevine um, with regards to players perhaps coming in someone is suggesting that they've heard a rumour that Charlie Mulgrew, it's Graham Bell uh, commenting on YouTube, is coming back, not sure if he's the answer. But we'd have him back over half the names that have been quoted. I don't think... I mean, Charlie Mulgrew said two spells at Celtic. He, yeah. was, he was Neil Lennon's first signing, first time round. Great servant to the club. Um, is he the answer to the left-back woes? I don't think we'll see Charlie Mulgrew back, but it's not a bad shout. He's, he's obviously a seasoned pro himself. He's an experienced international campaigner, but I think we'll be looking for someone a wee bit younger than Charlie Boy. I'd agree with you on that. Although uh, Barry uh, Douglas is 30 and he's been quoted as uh, well. Aye, uh, that's, that's right. But uh, no, Charlie Mulgrew, that's an interesting one. It that's is. interesting. And you know, and, and then again, we do always uh, come back to James McLean getting mentioned, Chango Chalemba on YouTube, uh, suggesting that James McLean has played left back. You better be careful with that, Chango, because Jim speak, speaking about changing players' positions didn't get him <laughs> much positive <laughs> comments. If Johnny Hayes did a decent job, McLean could do at least that, and he would, I think, if the money was right. James McLean has got a big fan base at Celtic, for obvious reasons. Is he someone who would improve the squad? I don't, don't necessarily mean at left back would he improve Celtic I hear a lot of people would, would be happy that he signed for Celtic and I can understand why I I, but uh, I understand why as well but um, 
is it is it for sentimental reasons or or is it for his uh, also his playing ability and what he can bring to the team? What do you think? Well, I mean, for me again, when, when I look through, uh, when I look through some of the comments that that are made, I, I mean, it's all opinions. It's, it's all opinions. opinions, and one of the opinions that I made and I got stick for as well, Jim, was uh, volleyball and golly, right? And I had to make the I had to make the point. We might be in a position, you know, in uh, four or five games time when ball and golly is allowed to play again, and Greg Taylor gets injured. Do you play someone out of position? Do you play a yeah. youngster like Daniel, Daniel Church was the, the name I mentioned the other day. He's gone now. So who, who's below Daniel Church in the pecking order? Who's the 17-year-old left back? Or do you play ball and golly? I'm not disrespecting your opinion at all. And I wouldn't disrespect anybody's opinion because uh, everybody's got one. But ball and golly would never play for, for me again. Well... I fear that that might be the case um, at Celtic. I say I fear. If we can get a better left back in, then it's not a problem. Francie Dobelu on YouTube stays, says that if Bolly is needed to play, then he plays, no matter our opinions of him. No. He's an employee on a good wage, right. and we'll use him for the greater good of the club. Again, that's, his, that's the gentleman's uh, opinion there. If Ball and Golly, when they've done, with, uh, they've done, we'd have the same amount of games and the same... We'd have the points. We'd have the points. I'm positive of it in the bag. Bolingoli has put us behind the the eight ball, and if it continues the way it's going all through the season, it puts you under pressure, even more pressure. Now, if Bolingoli was to return, let's say hypothetically, Paul, that Bolingoli's playing at left back, and all the fans are back in again, back in again. And we were still behind. We're still behind with games, uh, the final games of the season. And you honestly think that their fans are going to forget? The Celtic fans don't forget. The Celtic fans have got some memory. I know that. I know that. He will not, he would not survive. He would not survive at Park. Well... At the moment, the, the fans aren't in the stadium, so there might be a bit of onus on the fact that if you want to reintroduce them, the best way to do it is when the fans aren't there. Because I, I do think there would be um, a reaction. But it is bringing back something that Edgar Summertime, Edgar was up with oh, us up on Sunday. Brilliant. He's done a session on brilliant. Sunday, which we're editing. We're going to yeah. put it out on YouTube. Edgar's a, a Liverpool musical icon. And he was telling me on the way up from Liverpool about... Um, Alan Watts and the story of the Chinese farmer. So that's what I'm going to say. Anybody who wants to uh, have a look at the ball and goalie situation, watch Alan Watts on YouTube, the story of the Chinese farmer, whereby they ask the question about something seeming to be bad, uh, but it turns out that it actually works in your favour. Maybe, maybe not. Watch the YouTube clip. So you're looking at ball and goalie, right? Okay, so the two games uh, that we've missed are... Potentially in a better position once we get the games back, Jim. Yeah. Um, in terms of the squad or the way that we're playing, and if so, we win the game. We know the the former were shown against Kilmarnock just before the uh, self-imposed lockdown for two games. So it looks as though to me that the Celtic fans online are not fully supportive of ever seeing Bolingoli back in a Celtic jersey. But stranger things have happened. Of course, they have. That's a you forgive the man for what he's done. But we can't forget. We can't forget that everything was in jeopardy. Everything was put put in jeopardy. It was, it was, it was foolish. It was a foolish act. And maybe he's, he's never came out to say, yeah, the club's never come out. If it's private, it's private. Maybe he had his, his, his personal reasons for going and doing that. But what he should have done, listen, listen to me sitting here. I've made so many mistakes and never went back and said, I, I'm sorry about that, shouldn't have done that, shouldn't have done this. I know, but when he came back, he should have went to his gaffer and said, boss, this is what I've done, I don't think you should play me. But that's me talking, isn't it? Well, you know, the thing is, we don't know. We're don't just know. surmising. And obviously I'm getting all philosophical by looking at the Chinese yeah. farmer. It's a good wee video on YouTube though, so give it a watch. Sometimes things happen and it seems like a good thing or a bad thing, but it turns out the other way about. And it's good to watch it. So 
a few more a few more uh, comments coming through. One of which I'm going to read out from Jimbo two one six seven. Bring Paddy home, and I think they mean Paddy Roberts there, Jim. I mean, I, I, oh, or it could mean a uh, Jimmy's Jimmy Johnson's song uh, that he sung to me. Mm. Uh, uh, a very beautiful song. Come back, Paddy Riley, to Bally James Duff. And we've got a great version of that on our YouTube channel. We do have, yeah. From a very talented young singer in Glasgow yeah. um, who sang that song for Agnes Johnson. So Correct. check that out on our YouTube channel. So, you know, I'm looking at Paddy Roberts. I'm thinking about his first uh, period at Celtic. His second period wasn't as good, wasn't as productive. I know that James Forrest can play right and left. Yeah. I believe that Frimpong's... So you saying Jim, uh, James can play anywhere? He can play right or left. Yeah. Right or left, Jim. He's very effective on the left. <laughs> You've got Frimpong, who I actually don't think is a right-back. I think he is a, a right-sided attacking midfield player. Yep. We've got El Yunusi, who's been playing out wide left. I don't think that's his most effective position. I've seen that goal he scored for Norway. It was astonishing the way he brought that ball down. Mm. He might be better uh, utilised in the centre where Christie's been played. Possibly. Christie's actually very effective out left. Like the stats show. Yeah, either one or other, yeah. So people might argue we don't need Paddy Roberts, but there you go. I think because of the, the period of um, time that he's been out on loan to various clubs, Man City are looking to offload him. And I think he would be a good option for Celtic, Jim. Yeah. I might be becoming too sentimental in my old age. He's only 23. If you could bring him in for a deal in the region of three, four million pounds, I think he'd be a good buy. Uh, well, if you think he'd be a good buy in the Celtic... Uh, the scouts and the Celtic uh, directors think it then, and if it's right, if he's right for us, then get him in. Now, uh, a few comments on the point we made earlier with Fraser Foster. Uh, we both obviously suggested yeah. if, if given the option, would you bring him back on loan? And we both said yes. Um, FBS zero one three via YouTube. Um, whose avatar makes him look as though he's on holiday. I hope you still are on holiday, relaxing there. Need to give Barkas time to settle into the team. He's a better long-term prospect than big Fraser Forster. Yep, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. Colin Watt comes on to say that Forster isn't the main point, no. It's that there's more time to get players in. That's why deals have taken longer. Forster was just an example of someone who can now leave. And then Kevin Graham... Uh, suggests that the goalie budget has gone on Barkas. You're probably right there. But yeah. um, that means that we're going into the new season or we're continuing within the new season, Kevin, with just the two goalies and the backup would need to be one of the young guys. Are we happy with that? I think you need three first-team goalies. So, if the big chap was still here, would Barkas be back up to him? I think Neil Lennon would play Fraser Foster before Barkas, personally. I think, sorry, I know that they've done everything to keep uh, uh, Fraser Foster. Mm-hmm. They've they done what they could to keep him. They done, they, he wanted to stay. He wanted to stay. But I think Barkas would have been a backup to him, which would have been good, which would have been good with Barkas working along beside him and gaining more experience uh, as well. I think I think that'd be good. I'd I'd keep the big guy. Oh, definitely. I'd, I'd, I'd take him, him back. back. Sorry, I'd yeah, take I'd bring him back. back as well, Jim. But Kevin Graham's made a good point, and you know it's a quite a the big budget, budget uh, yeah. with Barkas. Patrick Murphy, welcome to the show, Patrick. You're watching on YouTube. For anyone else watching on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe to the free content that we're producing daily. El Yunusi needs to be playing centrally behind the two strikers, creating chances. He and Forrest aren't yeah. wing backs. Our three centre-backs should be Alhamid, Julien and Duffy. Hail, hail from Belfast. Well, Patrick, quite a few interesting points here. I'm beginning to agree with you in relation to El Yunusi. Perhaps he's better utilised in that support man role behind the strikers. No, it's great about this, Paul. Uh, again, you know, you, you, the two of you made good points yesterday. Uh, this, uh, what, what we are doing is brilliant. It's easy to write all these names done and positions done. See, when you're standing at the side of that touchline and you've picked that team, then there's a lot of pressure on there. We can throw Christie out wide, we can put take Brown out, we can put Encham in. It's uh, it's 
all fantastic and good to talk about formations. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what uh, what Neil Lennon's team is going to be tomorrow. Yeah, it always is. Would I be surprised if Turnbull starts? No, I think if there's going to be a surprise addition to the teams that you and I have mentioned, yeah. he'll be the one that he makes space for. Well, isn't it surprising that I, I, I have not, and you have certainly not, uh, put Turnbull in, but yet parachuted Duffy in? I know. Now, that's quite interesting. It is. I'm just thinking about this now. It is interesting. That is interesting. Is that our sentimental, unconscious, biasness parachuting him in? Ahead of a Turnbull being in that midfield, I'd like to say for me it's no. I think we've we've needed we've needed a, a steadying influence at the back, Correct. and that's maybe why we're thinking get Aye. the new man in. Would it surprise me again if we started with three at the back and one of them was El Hamid with Duffy on the bench? Probably not. No. You know, so let's have a look at the team tomorrow. I'm pretty sure it's going to be very, very interesting. Now, John Neary, who is commenting on YouTube, fairly new to Axon. Welcome to the show, John. You're welcome. Uh, really enjoyed the last few weeks and all to come. Paul, can I buy your books directly from you? Surely Foster really? won't be back, but the man was one of the reasons we secured nine. Well, in terms of the books... Um, you can definitely get them. There's not many kicking about, to be honest, Jim. They're quite hard to actually oh, come by. Right? But uh, I've got a, a couple of uh, books in the house. So, so can I ask you a wee question? Yes. So, would you sign a couple of books? Absolutely. All right. Okay. What well, about uh, if you sign a couple of books and uh, and you put them up for a wee auction and uh, get them to get the money to a charity? I would much rather do that than than take money off anybody. You fancy it? Aye, definitely. Aye. Right. I'll see how many we've got. We'll bring them in, and then we can make sure that they go to people. Sorry for putting you in spot there, Paul. Them. No, it's fine. But you're Jim. a no bad author. Well, no bad. Well, you know, we're kind There's of busy. room for improvement. Always room for improvement. <laughs> Kevin Graham, Mulgrew, best season at centre back, worst season as a left back, and his legs have gone further since then. Yep. I think there's certain players that I like. I, I like the idea of being at Celtic. Maybe no Mulgrew as a player, but I like the idea of him being at Celtic, Jim. Because going back to Dan, Daniel Church, Mulgrew was at Celtic from a young, young age. Aye. Came through the ranks, was offloaded by Strachan, came back under Lennon, um, I, and I just view him as a, as a real. He knows the club inside out. Does he have any aspirations for coaching? Perhaps the type of guy I'd like to see back at Celtic in some capacity, but not as a player. Why would you not have winners? I know. Why would you know if winners run about you? Tough coaches, but fair coaches. Teach you to blank out negative thoughts and negative people run about you. Guys coming into the club, or it's been at the club, and they've got positive thinking, They've got, and they know what winning means. Big Lustig as well, yeah? Yeah. It was eight medals for him. Yeah. Roughly. Guys like that run about the club. Winners always run about the club. It was interesting as well, the discussion. God bless Mr. Steen yesterday, his anniversary as well. And I'd like to put a wee message out as well to a dear friend of mine, John Gilmer, mm-hmm. uh, and the anniversary of his dad, Tommy, who's very close to myself. His anniversary is tomorrow. A great Celtic man. Great Celtic man, Tommy, and the father of Jai Jai Gilmer. Prolific songwriter. Great, great, and we entertain with the silencers as well. Um, you know, all these Celtic fans uh, for the past, their anniversaries, or people, their families are thinking of them. So that was just somebody I thought he would, and Mr. Steen yesterday. So, uh, sorry, my, 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 my track was where? My track was this. There was Mr. Steen, the team that he had, and all the team underneath that was coming through. Mm-hmm. The book that you wrote as well, Paul, the quality seat. All they guys, all they players, were run about winners. They didn't know any mentality other than winning. That's how they all became winners. So if you surround yourself with winning, with winning people who want to win, winning attitudes, you can't go wrong. Limitation is no limitation. And that's what these Celtic players were taught back in the day. There's no limitation to what we can achieve. European Cup finals, European Cup semi-finals, so Celtic should have been in five, five, I'm counting here in my head. They should have been 
They should have been. That was the greatness of Celtic. Okay, they were in two, they won one. But it was that winning mentality that helped get them over and over the hurdle all the time. We need that today round about us at Celtic Football Club. So if somebody like Mulgrew, Lustig and other players who have all got that winning mentality, brilliant, bring them in in some capacity and just be part of the be part of the team, providing that they bring harmony as well. Mm-hmm. And that's important. That's important. One final message today before we wrap up for today's bulletin, Jim. Uh, that's been an hour, which is, is, is astonishing. Sean Ross, can you give my daughter, Charlotte, a hail hail? She's sitting on a trolley at Margate Hospital for her operation. She watches at the, the shows at 12.30. Oh. So everybody, keep Charlotte in your thoughts and in your sure. prayers. Uh, she's going in for an operation. All the best, Charlotte. I hope you enjoy the Celtic State of Mind today and when you recover from your operation. So, Charlotte, you're in our thoughts. And Sean, good shout from you as well. Hail, hail to everybody. Hail, hail to everybody who has been involved today. And uh, join us again. We'll be back tomorrow for the match day. All that's left for me to say once again, Jim, it's great to have you back. Thanks for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Cheers, Paul. What's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything, but losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.